Welcome to Welcome Pageant, everyone Planet to Pageant Planet Podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect and the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's this week's episode. Cara set the stage for us. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, pageantry has taught us all that the show must go on. Although Miss USA was originally scheduled during the spring season, it was pushed back to November of 2020 to ensure the safety of each contestant. Today, we're going to be talking about the queen who took it all home, our new Miss USA, Asia Branch. And Cara, I don't want to spoil any details to come, but you've met Asia ever so briefly. What was your first impression of her? Oh my goodness. Um, She is as genuine as they come. Um, as we said, we don't want to spoil any details, but, uh, when I was giving up the title of Miss America's, when I had the opportunity to meet her and she went above and beyond in making sure that she said, you know, really nice words to me, but also talked to my mom and just had really nice words to say there. And so while she was in that competitive pageant environment, um, you could just tell that she is genuine and true and, you know, a, a true symbol of what pageantry is all about. So let's dive in. Asia Branch was born on May 5th, 1998, so a fellow Taurus, I love to hear that, in Detroit, Michigan, and soon after, her family relocated to Mississippi. Being the sixth of eight siblings, this move wasn't the easiest for Asia's family, but it would set Asia on a path that led to the Miss Mississippi across her heart to wear the title not once, but twice. Although this may seem like a dream, Asia, like everyone, experienced her own struggles growing up. Yeah, when she was just 10 years old, Asia's father was arrested for kidnapping and armed robbery. As if this wasn't difficult enough, Asia and her siblings had to watch their father's arrest from their car. And she remembers this by stating, I remember coming home from school and pulling into the driveway to see all of the government vehicles at our home. That day, our lives changed forever. We had a beautiful home and a great life. Once Asia's father, a retired military man, was incarcerated, her mother, a teacher's assistant, had to step up to support their large family. She says, my mom was doing all she could to make ends meet. We ended up moving because of the bank foreclosed on our home and we had to live a much different life. People looked at us differently when they found out my father was in prison. That was a critical stage in my life and it ended up changing me. I felt this overwhelming shame. And initially, Asia let this shame soften her voice. And rather than speak out about the impacts of incarceration, Asia kept her father's arrest to herself. Yes, and she says, you know, I swept it under the rug. I learned to hold my head up and be strong and not talk about it. I did that for eight years, and it was very hard. There were no social workers or people to help us get through that time. After silently struggling for years, it wasn't until a local pageant interview that Asia found her voice. She says, I had always talked about my father in pageant interviews, she shared. It was just something that I would put out there. And I want to pause for a second because I think that's really interesting uh, and empowering at the same time that there's a lot of things about our lives that make us who we are that we don't always feel comfortable sharing in our social circles But the minute we're in front of that panel of judges, it changes things. Cara, have you ever experienced that similar feeling that you can be more open in pageant interview than in real life? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it it does take some time, I think. I know for me, um, there there were certain 
topics that I would talk about in interview. And um, like, for example, one being at Miss America, I talked about how my mom was a breast cancer survivor. And it was something that no one really around here knew about. And um, we we really didn't talk about it all. So it was it was scary to say it. But then at the same point, it was just kind of liberating. Um, and it was part of my story growing up and, you know, part of our family story. And so it did take time. But then at the same point, it is it is very empowering. Yeah, and I, I I often think introspectively about this, and and for me myself, like I got into pageants because I didn't feel like I was being seen um, in in other aspects of my life. So it was like I, I think about this all the time: is what's going on in real life that allows us to see these judges as a new a new ear, someone that's not going to judge us, which is kind of funny because by nature they're they're judging us. Uh, so it's it's. It's very strange. And I think anyone that is preparing for their pageant and they're not sure what the line is of what they should share, what they shouldn't share, I would just say whatever part of your story has allowed you to become who you are and the part of your story that you think would connect with someone to improve their quality of life just by making that common ground known, don't shy away from it. We talk all the time about really diving into what makes you unique and what makes you stand out. The perfect person is not winning pageants anymore, are they? No, no. It's stories, personal experience, examples. It's how you connect with others. So don't shy away from this. And I, I really applaud Asia for being comfortable enough in, in those interviews to, to open up. And that's a really scary topic and um, something that makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think one thing, too, that helps if, if you're in that position is remembering that even though the judges are judging you, you're probably never going to see them again. For <laughs> so, sure. You know, what a great time to to also be willing to be vulnerable, um, because although it may be terrifying, uh, they're they're kind of the best group to open up to. Uh, and and also keeping in mind that the judges aren't there. You know, I think it's so easy to think like, oh, they're judging me and comparing me and all that. But judges are often like just as nervous as you are. <laughs> and so when you're able to form that that trust bond with them, um, I think it even furthers you in the competition. I would I would totally with that. And I I think even in the last uh, 10 years, pageant platforms have come a long way. And if you have a story that you think is quote unquote ugly or you're ashamed of, now is the time to break out of that stigma that you've placed on yourself because there are, I promise you, other people in this, in your country, in the world that are going through the same thing. And that makes you even stronger. So don't shy away from it. And Kara's totally right. You're probably going to see these judges again, but what a perfect time to showcase all of you to these people that, you know, if they say no, nothing happens in your life. Nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. And after learning about her experience, it was a pageant judge that explained she should turn it into her platform. Um, and Asia states, I was very surprised by that. I realized there were 50,000 kids living in the same circumstance as me. This was an opportunity for me to be a mentor and a motivator and do away with the family sentence that's been handed down to someone who goes to prison. And going forward, Asia began embracing her experience and educated others on the consequences of mass incarceration. She says, our family members are not monsters. People make mistakes every single day. Some are worse than others. Some get caught. Some get away with it. 
I believe that we do need changes made in our criminal justice system. There should be alternative options for different crimes. We need a more understanding view. And no one knows that better than Kara, who's studying to be in the courtroom. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you're able to bring that personal experience, um, you really can create change. Um, So this platform, along with her natural beauty and dedication to both academics and fitness, helped her find success in the Miss America organization. So in 2016, Asia won her first local title, Miss Historic Crossroads, and was on her way to the Miss Mississippi stage. So although this is no longer part of the criteria for Miss America, Asia consistently shined during the lifestyle and fitness portion of competition. So while she didn't place in the top 10 at her first pageant, she did take home the preliminary swimsuit award. Cara, remind me, what year? So I know that there were there was a year where states had swimsuit and the national pageant did not. What year was that? Was that, that- was you were the last swimsuit class? Um, well, I was the last one to do it at both, but it was Asia's class. So Asia would have competed in swimsuit at Miss Mississippi, but then not done it at Miss America. Got it. And then last year was the first year they didn't do it in either. Yes. Got it. Okay. So determined to take her platform, finding your way, empowering children of incarcerated parents to the next level, Asia competed for and won the title of Miss All-American City 2017, and at her next state pageant, she placed as the fourth runner-up, and she asked the judges with her confidence and growth. The next year, Asia returned to the Miss Mississippi stage as Miss Tupelo 2018. This time, she took home both the Preliminary Swimsuit Award, the Mississippi Chiropractic Association Poster Scholarship, and the Preliminary Evening Gown Award. Had you heard of Tupelo before? So I actually went to Tupelo as Miss America. What? Um, I know. I know. And that's where Elvis Presley was born. Um, So as we're getting to Miss USA in a little bit in the podcast, it kind of all came full circle. And I remember watching her at Miss USA being like, I think that, you know, her connection with Elvis and being Miss Tupelo and Miss America is somehow going to bring her extra luck. I always I always <laughs> think, you know, these these outrageous things. And I had the same way when I was competing at Miss America uh, because Thomas Rhett was a judge and had a song about the Northern Lights. I was convinced that I would do like well with him. <laughs> well, um, Clearly. <laughs> and it worked out, right? So, um, yeah, no, so I, I have been to Tupelo, and they have, you know, a really great hospitality there as well. So definitely um, Mississippi all the way. <laughs> well, it's so funny because the only reason I asked, everyone's going to think I staged that question because you actually had a great answer to it, but I would have said Tupelo. I'm looking at the spelling here, and I never would I never would have in a million years said Tupelo. So I'm like, Cara <laughs> has to have know something about Tupelo to know that it was pronounced Tupelo. <laughs> Unless I'm just way off in my phonetics. Who knows? But I love that story. That's great. Yeah. Well, now I'm hoping I actually said it right. But I, I mean, I got a whole Tupelo basket. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they were, they were great. And I, that was one of my first, I think that was in my first month or two. Um, and I went with the Alzheimer's Association. So um, we did a whole tour around Mississippi. Nice. I've never been to Mississippi, but it's definitely on my, on my list. I heard there's a lot of amazing things to see and do and Yeah. 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 I'll call you when I book my trip so you can give me your suggestions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they obviously make great title holders because (laughs) Ace has been successful in both Miss America and Miss USA. (laughs) Yes. So on June 23rd, 2018, 
Asia's hard work finally paid off when she was crowned Miss Mississippi 2018 at the Vicksburg Convention Center. And less than three months later, Asia traveled to Atlantic City, New Jersey for the iconic Miss America competition. During the evening gown portion, Asia graced the stage in a form-fitting strapless white gown paired with an eye-catching silver choker. And I remember this look um, very distinctly. It was elegant. It was a simple look that highlighted Asia's facial beauty while also highlighting her incredible figure. Oh, yeah. I looked it up as well. And absolutely stunning. Like, it could have been a bridal look. It was, for those that don't know it, I would highly recommend looking it up. But it was just a really simple column white gown with a and a choker is an understatement like it was a huge jewelry piece necklace absolutely gorgeous it was perfect for someone as facially beautiful as her because it just let her shine completely um so it was one of my favorites from from that year's pageant but the next night asia stepped out on stage for the talent competition she wowed the audience and judges with her rendition of an impossible dream and although asia's performance didn't secure her a spot as a semi-finalist she did place as the second runner-up to the quality of life award and car you and i spoke about the quality of life award in one of our previous podcasts a huge honor and accomplishment absolutely and it's a whole nother um, portion of competition so in addition to competing at Miss America week you do a separate interview for it um, I think last year they maybe changed the format it might have been like an on-stage component that was separate a different night mm-hmm. but I believe back when Asia did it, it was the same as how it was for me and it was a separate panel of judges and you talked just about um, your platform and so what a great opportunity for her to even further her mission and her goal and to let those judges know um, the story behind and the passion behind her platform. Do they have criteria listed out pretty clearly for quality of life or is it more just overall consensus of of your platform experience? Uh, I think since everyone's platform is so different, it kind of, I, I think like part of the criteria, I know, is like how you'll take it to the national level or what you've all done. And for everyone's platform, it might be very different. So if a contestant has a very state-based platform, um, you know, being across the state and doing as much as she possibly can would probably rank the same up as someone who's doing a little bit of national work. Um, sure. So I think it kind of just depends, you know, also how you market your platform. Um, and, and it could be too, I think, like number of years that you've been doing. So just to show that it's not something, you know, you you established three months before you came to Miss America, but instead it's right. kind of like a, a lifestyle. So, um, and, it, you know, obviously the platform portion is a huge component um, to the title, but it's not the only component. And so for quality of life, that scholarship, it is a pretty large scholarship. And so for it to be solely platform based is is pretty special. And it's pretty remarkable that she was second runner up for it. Do the runners up receive scholarship as well? Yes, they do. Um, nice. And it's it has changed a little bit. But um, I believe like I got 5000 or maybe it was 7000 because um, I was first runner up for that. Um, so or I think it was five because then I added in my other scholarships. So the winner, I think, wins seven um, or maybe it's nine. And, and it's changed, I think, over uh, over the last few years. But, sure. Um, Nothing yeah. to sneeze at. No, no, it definitely helps um, in her education. And I don't think she had graduated yet. So it definitely all went towards that. So I do want to pause for a quick coaching moment here as we um, kind of continue on this segment. But I want to reiterate that you just heard that the woman that just won Miss USA didn't place at Miss America. So one system doesn't guarantee success in another. So if you're a finalist in one, doesn't mean you're going to be a finalist in the other. And 
if in the flip side, if there's a competitor you're competing with that has tremendous success in another system, don't psych yourself out. I did this, I did this to myself. It was when I was competing for Miss International and they posted one of the contestants. And at that time I was Googling aggressively, I would say, <laughs> all of my competition. And that was the day I stopped because I up and I said, Oh my gosh, she's a former Miss United States. I'm doomed. There's no way I can beat her. And it wasn't about her specifically. It was about just the, the the national level experience. I'd never competed in a national pageant before. And I had psyched myself up, psyched myself out. So I called my director. I was venting. She goes, and I don't remember. I, we got there somehow. And I was like, we, I have to stop Googling every single person that they announce as a title, as a contestant, because I'm going to make myself crazy. And <laughs> I was much better off when I was Googling. But it just goes to show you that it doesn't guarantee you or someone else success. So don't get in that headspace. Um, every system is right for a different person. So don't let it get to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, she is such a true testament um, to that. And, you know, she was very successful at the state level, did amazing at Miss America, um, but obviously really shined at Miss USA. And so you can definitely shine at both. And I do think it's interesting as we talk about her gown at Miss America, she had a totally different look for Miss USA. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that she really capitalized on was recognizing what the difference in the systems were and making sure that she stayed Asia for both, um, but really shined in, in the qualities that each system looks for. That's a great point, Cara, and I hadn't thought about it until you just said it, was we talk all the time about brand and consistency and allowing the judges to see your authentic self. And when you look at the two gowns that you wore, Miss America, Miss USA, they are the same exact person. Mm -hmm. One is certainly edgier, more glamorous than the other look was, more um, youthful looking, I would say, too. And it still is very much the same. Mm -hmm. So I would I would encourage you if you're either going from Miss to Teen or Teen to Miss or crossing systems, I would definitely use Asia as a case study for how to make that change. Because even I, I think her hair was up at Miss America, maybe. I yes, we have a yep. picture here somewhere. And then she wore it like that beautiful, elegant, glamorous, like side swept curls. And that was like the perfect choice for that gown. So um, I, thank you so much for bringing that up. That was a great point. So you can still look different, but maintain within maintain your brand identity, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for other contestants, I, I think back to like people who watched her at Miss America, if she would have came to Miss USA and, and been a totally different contestant, um, I don't know if she would have had the the fans or the people encouraging her along the way. Maybe she would have. Um, but it would have been like, oh, you're just trying to brand yourself to be that title to win that award. And instead, it was like, that's the same girl. And as I was watching and I watched her on stage question and I watched her shine in swimsuit and evening gown, I just kept thinking like, oh, my goodness, it's the same girl. And I just, I just hope that the judges see it this time because I remember when I met her, I was like, oh, she could totally be a national title holder. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was so exciting to watch her win and to know how much work she put into it mm -hmm. and that it never discouraged her. Yes. Um, so while she wouldn't be Miss America, Asia's life did change with the help of the Miss America organization. In all, Asia walked away with $21,150 in scholarships. And as a University of Mississippi student, it definitely made her life a little bit easier. 
And describing her experience, Asia explained that the Miss Americanization has empowered me to embrace my past while helping others achieve their brightest futures. I am grateful to have had the opportunity to help others realize they are not defined or doomed by the actions of others, but instead can achieve success beyond their wildest imaginations. Our country cannot afford to ignore the aftermath of a family's shared sentence. Fully knowing the importance of her platform, Asia continued to educate her community about the impacts of mass incarceration and even participated in a criminal justice reform roundtable at the White House alongside President Donald Trump. Wow. And I I must have missed this skimming over the outline, but that is incredibly impressive. Political affiliations aside, anytime you as a person, as an American, are invited to the White House, I would say it's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that was something that, you know, when I, I was the first Miss America to go to the State of the Union, and it was also under President Donald Trump. Um, and it was something I was a little worried about. Like, I was obviously very excited, but it is something that we've we've talked about before is, you know, how much do you share your political beliefs? And, you know, there's some things that I didn't agree with him on, uh, uh, quite a few things. <laughs> and um, I kept thinking, like, oh, no, are people going to think that that's, you know, where my stance is? And am I going to have to answer questions about this? And how, how am I I'm going to have to shape this. And luckily that didn't happen for me. Um, and it, it really wasn't an issue. And instead it was something that was celebrated, but it can be something that um, can be intimidating as a title holder, but also something that you should celebrate because, you know, as, as I think I said, that, I said this in my onstage question is that when you're invited to be at that table, you actually have a voice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she definitely took on the opportunity and made sure that her voice and her experience and her advocacy um, was seen and was heard. And something that we talk about all the time about what being in pageantry can do. And so I'm so glad she took took that opportunity and really ran with it. Sure. And she's about to experience something you just mentioned. So um, as we continue, this wouldn't be Asia's only encounter with the president during her year as Miss Mississippi. In October of 2018, Asia was invited to sing the national anthem at a presidential rally in South Haven, Mississippi. Although this performance was scheduled while she was under contract with the Miss Mississippi Corporation, Asia received backlash from those that thought she was signaling her political beliefs. So in response to this, Asia explained, regardless of political beliefs, I find it an honor to be able to sing the national anthem anywhere, and it just so happened to be at a Trump rally. And I know I caught a lot of backlash for that, but no one knows if that has anything to do with my political beliefs or not. I did have a duty as an employee of the Miss Mississippi Corporation, as well as a representative of the state of Mississippi. Absolutely. Uh, So over the next several months, Asia continued promoting her platform up until it was time to give up her Miss Mississippi crown. And although her reign was over, Asia's job improving the lives of families of incarcerated individuals wasn't finished yet. And in October of 2019, Asia competed for the title of Miss Mississippi USA. At only 21 years old, Asia was already a former state title holder and fitness fanatic (laughs) with facial features that could catch anyone's attention. As you can imagine, this made her perfect for the Miss Universe organization. Yes, in October 26, 2019, Asia was crowned Miss Mississippi USA 2020 at the Horseshoe Casino and Resort. And with all of her past experiences, Asia was ready to take on this new title. So I'm trying to do a quick timeline So she competed for Miss Mississippi USA in October, and she gave up her title. Do you remember when that was? Was this? Did that happen that quickly? Was it the next year? 
Yeah. So. Oh my see. word. Yeah, because she competed at Miss America in 2018 in September. So then she would have wow. given up Miss Mississippi summer of 19 wow. and then turned around and took the Miss Mississippi USA title. Oh my gosh, um, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh yes, remarkable. Um, and I and we talked a little bit about how she had to compete a few different years before she took the Miss America title and then turned around. And even though she she didn't place at Miss America, then wins Miss Mississippi USA on her first try. And mm-hmm. again, I think that just talks to the fact of you know every time you don't think that you succeeded or you don't place how you want to place, you really are um, learning so much that is just making you a stronger contestant. So when you go to your next competition, you take those, you know, what you may feel was a failure, which was really just experience and apply it to your next success. Absolutely. You're so right. You're so right. It's easy to get in that headspace of of the down and out. Um, and I think too, a lot of concerns about hopping from one system to the other way, like needing a break. But think of all the advantages of not stopping. One, your wardrobe all still fits. You don't have to worry about that. Two, you're in a competitive mindset. Three, all of your contacts are ripe and ready to help you succeed and willing to help you succeed. So it's it's brave to go that quickly from one system to the other, especially a state title for a massive system. It's not easy to do. Absolutely. And as if her first, if her win wasn't exciting enough, Asia's crowning achievement was also history in the making when she became the first black woman to take home the title. And while Asia was eagerly awaiting to compete at Miss USA, the COVID-19 pandemic pushed back the pageant to November 2020. And even though she was an experienced beauty queen, Asia made the most of her extra time and put her all into preparations. Not needing to travel too far from home, Asia made her way to Graceland, Tennessee for the Miss USA pageant. And I bet everyone at Tupelo was cheering her on as a result. And to even out the playing field, Asia, like many other contestants, wore a black bikini accessorized with a white and navy floral cape. Her performance showed off her sweet demeanor and toned figure. And like, seriously, the girl's got abs. Yes. (laughs) She looks amazing. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like all contestants, Asia wore a Sherry Hill gown during the evening gown competition. However, Asia stood out as the most unique of the night. So she looked great in a swimsuit. She looked great in evening gown. Yeah, and the black and white gown flowed beautifully on stage because of its delicate liquid beading. So I wouldn't say it flowed, but it definitely hangs differently when it's liquid beading because it's so heavy. Uh, So it was black and white color block. So I kind of in half, and then the pointed strapless neckline. So it was strapless, and it kind of went up at the points where there wood straps. Um, and white beading flattered Asia's figure perfectly and showed that she isn't one to play it safe. Because, I mean, a, a dress with that kind of bold detailing isn't seen every day, and it can be really polarizing. But this solidified her sense of style, and she tied this look together with a pair of black and white chandelier earrings and black heels. And, Cara, I don't know if I've ever asked you, was your gown at Miss America a Sherry Hill? My winning gown was not, um, but Sherry provided the white gowns that everyone was wearing at the end. So if you didn't make it into the top five, That's right. um, you did have the opportunity to wear a beautiful white Sherry Hill gown. Um, and then I obviously wore Sherry Hill throughout my year as Miss America. Uh, but I think, too, what I really liked was that even though her gown was Sherry Hill, it was so different. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, she she didn't play it safe, but it stood out in such a unique way and just made her like really stand 
out. Um, it, I loved it. I loved the gown. I did too. She, Steve and I text constantly during any televised pageant that we're watching. And we were both like, oh, Mississippi. Like she, she looked so strong, confident. It was just, it was perfect. Because it was, it was definitely out of the box. You don't see a, a gown like that on a pageant stage very often. But it was still so classic. And it goes back to what you had mentioned earlier is it still felt very Asia. Simple, glamorous, all eyes on her no matter what. Yes. Oh, she was captivating. It was, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. And the judges were clearly impressed by her preliminary for performance. And during the first round of cuts on finals night, Asia was called into the top 16 after recompeting in swimsuit. And remember, Asia swimsuit is her strong suit. So she easily secured her spot in the top 10. With such a unique and perfectly fitted evening gown, it's no surprise the judges loved her performance, which brought her into the top five. And during her final word, Asia was asked to speak about the controversial topic of gun laws. While taking the mic, Asia calmly and confidently stated that as someone who grew up in a home with guns, I learned at an early age how to load, how to fire, and gun safety. I think that education should be available to everyone. I believe that we should require people to pass training and safety courses before they're allowed to purchase a gun and before receiving a permit. I think it's important that we not ban guns, but I think it's our Second Amendment right, and we just need more safety surrounding that. And I want to say that delivery is everything because if you watch Miss USA and if you haven't, I would highly recommend looking it up on YouTube because Asia's answer, polarizing or not, whatever side you're on uh, when it comes to gun laws, she was so calm, cool, collected and didn't hesitate at all. She did what I call attacking the question. And not every contestant competing does that. And especially in this year's question and answer portion, you'll that, that she came across the most confident, in my opinion. She didn't waver. She went ahead. She didn't overthink. You couldn't, it wasn't like you could see her thinking. She was just speaking her heart and with such power that it couldn't be ignored. I think it's worth watching. And I do want to say one more thing about her answer is she took a stance. She didn't take... She didn't take the middle ground, but she did at least say in a way that acknowledged the other side, which is so critical for a hot topic question like this. It wasn't so far on one side that if you don't agree um, with with certain gun laws, you weren't put off by her. You were like, okay, education, yes, I'm on board with that, okay. And it merely bridged the gap so no one could look at her and say, well, I don't agree with her, so I don't like her anymore. She's like, okay. She kind of sees both sides. I like that without being on the fence. Absolutely. And something too with her delivery just made me think like, oh, she'd be a really good listener. So if you Mm. have a different point of view, she's going to be willing to hear it, which made me think in that moment, like, I really hope the judges recognize this as well, because she's going to be a great title holder to not only state her opinions, but also to hear from the other side, just like how you said. Yeah, exactly. And after impressing the judges with her personality, her style, and obviously her story, Asia, along with Miss Idaho, USA, Kim Lane, were the first or the final two standing on stage that night. What came next was everything that Asia could have ever amended. And um, we're going to put a, a little clip in here for, for her. Take a deep breath, ladies. This is for real. Miss USA 2020 is Mississippi. Asia was announced as the first woman from Mississippi to win the title of Miss USA. 
Although she was well aware that her reign would be anything but ordinary, Asia was ready to put in the work needed as impactful and to inspire as much as possible during her year as Miss USA. Throughout her entire pageant journey, Asia never forgot about her platform and was determined to use her position as Miss A to continue her advocacy work. She stated, I still plan to continue advocating for at-risk youths, inmate, and prison reform. Asia explained, obviously, it's difficult to get into prisons right now because of COVID. I plan to work with more organizations that help at-risk youth and to be able to make a difference virtually as best that I can. And just like her final answer, I love this answer because she's not only, you know, saying what she wants to do, but she's specifically pinpointing, like, even though I can't do this, I'm going to find organizations that allow me to do it. Yes, we love specifics. They can make or break your pageant interview and any interview to follow. And since being crowned, Asia has already moved into the Miss Universe organization apartment in New York City with her roommate, Miss Universe herself, Zosie Tunzi. And it's time to see what these two will be up to. At the age of 22, Asia has already made history in numerous ways, from being the first black woman to capture the title of Miss Mississippi USA to becoming the first Mississippian to win Miss USA. Asia has set herself up on a path to becoming one of the most memorable Miss USAs. To keep up with her reign, you can follow the official Miss USA Instagram Instagram account at Miss USA or Asia's personal account at Asia Danielle. If you would like to be the featured contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email support at pageantplanet.com with a little podcast feature so we can review your profile. And we'll let you know after you submit if you are scheduled. And a thank you to Katerina Katakalidis for doing the research for this podcast. And as a disclaimer, all of the information you heard today was provided to our subject in advance for accuracy. And thank you for listening. And if you received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really helps us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world. 